0: Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro podcast. I am Shauna Simawong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Jacqueline from Splunk join us. Jacqueline, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience.
1: Great, well, and thank you for having me. Yes, I am Jacqueline Menzel, and I make a living as a regional sales enablement manager at Splunk. I live in Munich near the beautiful mountains and I work from home like most of us for over a year now. Initially I was born in Eastern Germany and I was once a refugee from East to West Germany. And I can tell you that, that this background has basically influenced my personality significantly. As for me as a person, I think the biggest part of my DNA is natural curiosity and the desire to support people. It's helping people to become a better version of who they are already. And with that DNA, I decided a while ago to move into a self-supporting role, helping sellers to get what's needed to sell successful, right, make more money, and this as fast as possible and as individually impacting as possible.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very excited to have the opportunity to talk to you. You actually recently wrote an article that caught my attention about your experience working from South Africa for a few months, and really kind of your outlook on the home office of the future, uh, which I think a lot of us are are currently experiencing given the past year. So. With your experience helping salespeople adjust and onboard in virtual environments this past year, what are some of your key learnings about the shift to virtual work and the the impact that that can have on productivity?
1: Oh, yes. Virtual work has changed all of our lives, not only for sellers, but also for their customers. And I think there lays the trigger for working successful from home or anywhere. And I think realizing that most of us work remote right now, and once we understand that this is what we do right now, we kind of know that we're not alone in this. And yes, my personal experience with South Africa, and by the way, due to COVID travel restriction, it was not at all voluntary and it took you guys for a while to get me here online. I can just tell you it was a life-changing experience. And it did not only change my role as such, but also my way of thinking about remote work. And you know, it it does reflect the new normal, right? And also the possibilities we can get from it along the adjusted work style, the working hours, but also the lack of social contacts. So working and yes, even selling from anywhere, onboarding new people into a virtual world. And most of them come from a virtual world already and uh, keeping our own work-life balance at the healthy and hopefully even self-designed level, has such a high impact on productivity and is still such a challenge. Even one year later, we are still, or even more than ever, we struggle with it. So how can one assure that knowledge is shared virtually? How can we make the whole thing a lasting effect? And how can you bring leadership to fly the plane with you? since so many people are working more and harder. And since the age of Zoom or Teams or Google Hangouts has changed this world. So let me look at it from two aspects. Employers and employees need to start and look at the giving and take. So for example, my employer allows me to work from anywhere. I have the commitment that they support me during the pandemic and even with giving me some extra time off or even paid leave when I needed because of the pandemic, they give and in return, I give back by being more flexible, healthier, and also happier. And as an employee, think of how to best serve your customers these days or how to generate big revenue. Think of how can I still have small talks when I meet my customers virtually? How can I start building sustaining relationships without social contact? How can I still perform good discovery and uncover the purpose of what I'm doing, what I want to sell to the person on the other side of the screen? And. As a seller today, you need to learn the basics like how to run virtual meetings. You know, it's not at all self speaking. How do you engage? How do you demo or even whiteboard virtually while holding your coffee cup? I know, you know, some people say, oh, it's so easy. We've done this for a year. But I can tell you, this is such a transformational ask for some people. And Working in a remote environment, selling remotely, will either lead to good or poor productivity.
0: Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I, I also want to understand because you know, obviously, um, you have you've traveled the world, and 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 your focus is is really around being able to tailor enablement programs for for all of the different regions that you support. Um, so, in a similar vein, you know one i'd love to understand what are your best practices for for delivering tailored enablement programs at scale but also how has that been impacted as you've had to shift everything to virtual
1: that's a very good question so maybe let's start with definition with the definition of tailoring so tailoring simply means to take something existing you know something like global programs we don't need to reinvent the wheel these days And now you have to put some flavor like culture, length, timing, or even essential needs the region has to it. I think one need to keep in mind that some content does not even land with every learner, especially when you think about cultural or language differences. So I think that the most challenging part is really what you asked me about the scaling, right? Scaling is a masterpiece here. So you need to make sure that you promote your work and find co-delivering supporters. For example, your sales leaders. The virtual shift, I believe, is probably the hardest part. Take what you have and almost redesign it into virtual workshops, virtual programs, and even adjust the metrics to measure success. So what does it take to bring something tailored into a virtual environment? I think the the, the most challenging part is really you need to have clear outlines, right? What is the virtual delivery design for? Great planning. Yes, it is super important to have a solid timeline and agenda to your programs. You need to make sure you understand um, the resources you are going to replace today. So there's no more trainer in front of a class. It's all virtual. Um, think about giving your, your learners homework and have them started and prepared for your session embed practical exercises to mold the muscle memory, right? It takes seven times to stick uh, to our brains, but how about practicing it? And most of all, the ownership of the sales leadership. I mentioned earlier that you need to have like co-pilots to drive programs. Having sales leadership helping you and owning those programs with clear metrics to measure your and their success will help you for short and long-term. And what I personally tend to forget, collect feedback from the receiver, right? Um, the learners. That also helps me and even the people who co-deliver with me to improve the learning experience.
0: Okay, that's fantastic. Now, one thing that um, I noticed recently is that you you were awarded an award for collaboration and i'd love to learn more about that award and 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 what are your best practices because collaboration is so important especially across all the stakeholders and cross-functional partners that you work with in enablement so what are some of the best practices for ensuring strong collaboration with stakeholders especially in a virtual environment
1: yeah you know i have a saying collaboration is sharing and sharing is caring And here comes my DNA into play. I love helping people. And I think it's very simple. So first, think of what you have, what you get or you come across along your way. May it be know-how, a nice read, a piece of great work, whatever. Who else can make use of it? Secondly, you need to know your stakeholders, right? And their ecosystem. So who do you want to work with? Who do you want to collaborate with? Thirdly, ways to share and collaborate using the tools you have at work and even outside of your work. So what are the tools you're using? And I think last but not least, just be curious, nurture your relationships, make yourself relevant to them. And most importantly, always keep touch with your stakeholders today and in the future.
0: Absolutely, now I want to pivot a little bit because, in addition to collaboration, one of your one of your passions is networking. So how do you leverage networking to not only enhance that internal collaboration, but also your your external professional development?
1: Yeah, that's a great question too. So collaboration for me is simply networking and networking is collaboration. So one is doesn't exist without the other one. And you, you probably know that generally speaking, your career progresses because of ten percent of knowledge. 30% self-promotion and 60% networking. And if I would talk in biased world, I think the male proportion of sales enablement leaders or even sales leaders, they do this so much better than we females do. And um, I do share and collaborate outside of my network. Same principle principle as dis, as described earlier. So what's important here is to think long-term. If you share something outside you do help people outside of your organization or your personal life. And if you think about it, they may may act as your or a multiplier. And if you share today, they will benefit from it today, but they will also remember you in the future and either help you to develop or share some golden nuggets. And if you put this into perspective of the sales world today, I think it's super simple. People buy from people. If you share stuff with your customers, if you acknowledge the relationship, and if you keep on networking with them today with your employer and in the future with other companies you work for, you're gonna be super successful.
0: Absolutely, I I absolutely agree. Now, in, in your professional development, you mentioned the importance of having a growth mindset. So my, my last question for you is, As a sales enablement leader, how do you, how do you also foster the concept of a growth mindset amongst the sales teams to really help motivate new learning skills amongst the field teams?
1: Yeah. So I think let's start with the definition, what is growth mindset behind growth mindset simply sits the idea that what, let's say with some effort, is it possible to increase your talents? you learned and even forgotten skills and abilities and i would add authenticity to it who are you and what are you proud of what makes you remarkable by the way that what makes you remarkable or i am remarkable is a great google initiative so if you want to look that up uh, please do so so when you look into sales teams today you always find different mindsets different skill levels, and even resistance, but also resilience for lifelong learning, or as our Splunk CEO Doug Merritt says, relentless learning. And that brings me back to the tailoring aspect and the simple frame around the why. What's in it for them, right? Why have a grown mindset? Every enablement you deliver, every know-how transfer you deliver today needs to start with a frame why are you getting this what's in it for you and as a result of today or at the end of the workshop what will you be able to do so having a growth mindset is essential for lifelong success and i
0: love the notion of resilience learning i think that's fantastic jacqueline thank you so much for joining us today i learned so much from you thank you
1: you're welcome and
0: thanks for having me